podcast for the weekend of January 8. I'm Joel Marshall, steering the ship once again, and joining me as usual to take a look at all the weekend's action is Daniel Nuttall. Well, Dan, it's a pretty big weekend of racing up in Queensland. Day one of the Magic Millions Carnival on the Gold Coast. They've really made an effort to create a two-day carnival, and I guess with the third running of the wave, and we've got these... Rising Star Class 4 races for the three- and four-year-olds, and, of course, the uh, couple of two-year-old races, uh, last-ditch attempt to get into the Magic Millions Classic. They're doing a pretty good job of uh, creating a two-day carnival up there. Yeah, they sure are, Joel. Uh, of course, probably not have the luster of next weekend's um, card, but a very good card um, this Saturday and moving <clears throat> of the Country Cup um, to the week before and um, some very competitive racing um, throughout the day at the Gold Coast. Quite a few uh, chances that will be really hard to beat and it's probably reflected in the prices there. But um, overall, a, a good day's racing and, um, yeah, the, the two, two, sorry, the two-week carnival seems to have, um, to have worked and in readiness for next week as well, which certainly will be the highlight of the two, the two Saturdays. Indeed. Uh, we also have cards from Caulfield, uh, Rose Hill, Gawler, Ascot, a little bit of black type at uh, Rose Hill. We've got the January Cup over 2,000 metres, usual suspects going around there, and a couple of black type races at uh, Hobart on Friday. So not a lot of black type action, but certainly on the Gold Coast, uh, there's no black type there, but uh, there's certainly very competitive racing. And we might as well kick off the pro- kick off the podcast with the Gold Coast, because it is the main meeting. And we'll take you through most of the features, kicking off with the two-year-olds. So we've got the Aquas Gold Nugget for the Colts and Geldings and the Aquas Gold Pearl for the Phillies. This, these races have proved a very good guide for the Magic Millions in recent years. I think five of the last seven classic winners have raced on this day. Uh, the two divisions has only been going for one or two years, I think. Usually there's just been one lead-up race, but they've split it and, and created a, a two races, one each for the Phillies and Colts and Geldings. And a couple of um, highly rated two-year-olds trying to sneak in and a couple that are already in the field having their last tune-up run uh, ahead of the Classic next week. But uh, the first of those is the nugget for the Colts and Geldings. It is race three. And here we see Swiss Exile, who chased home Cool and Gatter, and Stupendo, a debut winner down the Flemington Strait. Uh, appear to dominate the betting. Also, the John O'Shea youngster, Hell I Am, who didn't have much luck on debut at Wyong. Who are you with, Daniel? Yeah, and with that uh, one you mentioned from the John O'Shea camp, Hell I Am, uh, certainly one of the, the more informed stables in the country at the moment, John O'Shea. And uh, as you said, Hell I Am on debut in that Magic Millions race at Wyong. Um, and yeah, didn't have much luck. He was sort of back and wide there. And in the straights, <coughs> I should have finished much closer to soaring ambition there. Just didn't get a whole lot of room to move. He started a 3.30 favourite that day. I thought it was a good run without a lot of luck, and he did try well prior to that. So for a nice draw, hopefully with with luck in running, he'll be really hard to hold out how I am. He's my best of the day on the Gold Coast. The six, sorry, the eight, three in next Swiss Exile. Um, caught wide last night, kept coming gamely. His two starts have both been stakes grade and he's been excellent in both of those. Um, Flash home 
finish half a length apart to Spirit on debut, and then last start wide when placing behind Cool and Gatter. Um, but he's going well, and uh, certainly a big chance in this. Stupendo obviously has a win on the board, winning at Flemington on debut, um, and in for fourth. Have the nine, Narnia. Thought his run at Randwick from a long way back was quite good. Um, he's certainly got improvement to come, I would have thought. Well, pretty keen on the eight here. Eight on top of three, one, and nine. Same four for me, and I've also got Hell I Am on top. Trialled really well before that Wyong race. He was hard in the market there. It was a, quite a good field on paper, and yeah, just things didn't go right. He was sort of wide with cover, but then got shuffled back and then held up and was right on their heels on the line. I thought Nine Narnia was the saver. Liked his trials leading into the debut run at Randwick. He ran very well there for fifth. Looked like he'd take plenty of benefit from that. One Stupendo and three Swiss Exile. So, uh, yeah, certainly uh, agreeing with the market in that race. Race four, this is for the Phillies, the Gold Pearl. And here we have another horse coming out of that Wyong race and Miss Hellfire up towards the top of the market, but a couple of highly rated ones, including the unbeaten XO Lady, three from three, and Honeypot, first emergency from the Tony Gollan stable. Needs a scratching, but um, plenty of wraps around her. She got it all wrong on debut. Can she jump? And can she put herself into the Magic Millions Classic, Daniel? Yeah, look, that, both are good races, the Nugget and the Pearl. I think this one um, for the Phillies is is the highlight of the two, though. It's a race with plenty of depth. And... Um, the fact that I've left Exo Lady out of my top four probably um, says a lot about the depth of this rate. She's drawn, she's drawn 14, which did sort of um, maybe take a set against her. But um, she's a winning chance, Exo Lady. But I'm with Honeypot, who will get a run. Media Scandal, the eight, has been scratched. So uh, that gives Honeypot a start. She should have won on debut. Simple as that. She missed the start by about five lengths. Um, came wide on the turn and, and she flashed home to to basically get within half a length of the winner. Um, it was an excellent debut performance, um, if you ignore the start, I guess. And she was quite green in the run there as well. So expect plenty of improvement second up. Um, she's on top for me, the 11 honeypot. Perfect mission in next. Um, got the job done third up, winning there. She should have won her first two starts in the Sunshine Coast, but... Uh, no luck first up, uh, sorry, on the on, on debut and then caught really wide next time out. She put away a pretty handy Gold Coast field last start. It was only a sort of provincial Saturday um, Gold Coast race, but there was a bit of depth in behind her, including Wild Botanica, who was three lengths away in second and, and does race here as well. Um, I think she's clear second pick, the two. In for third, I got the six stroll. Um, really impressed on... Taboo, ridden like the best horse in the race there, and she won quite easily with a bit in the locker. Miss Hellfire comes out of that uh, Magic Millions race at Wong behind Soaring Ambition. It's a good form race, as we've touched on. And Uncorked, three, will roll forward and, and take some catching. Fireburn, who beats her last start at Sydney, has come out and, and won again to Frank Deform. So plenty of depth in this race. Uh, certainly a tougher, uh, t- a tougher race to sort of to lean on a winner than the than the last than the than the nugget, but my numbers here eleven on top honeypot of two, six and three. Yeah, I think it is a fair bit tougher to sort out in the Colts and Geldings, and uh, well, I've got three others in my top four, so that probably outlines uh, how tricky it is. But I've gone with three uncorked on top, as you said. Second to Fireburn last start was actually second to Russian Conquest on debut too, and he's another winner 
uh, who's Frank Perform. Uh, she did go five weeks between runs into that Randwick run. So there's stacks of improvement in her, you would think. And the Waterhouse Bot team won this race last year uh, with Swift Witness. So I'll go with the three to beat four, Miss Hellfire. As mentioned, comes through that race at Wyong. Just got pipped there by Soaring Ambition. In for third, I've got number nine, Darpano. Just thought from gate one, she might be a bit of an improver. She was okay on debut at Warwick Farm. The winner, Man in the Mirror, looks pretty handy. And just a pretty smart trainer, Tracy Bartley. Doesn't uh, travel them for nothing. So I would include her in your exotics a bit of a price and have to find a spot for number one, Exo Lady. Has uh, just done nothing wrong. Just has that tricky gate. But uh, she is certainly a winner. Three on top for me from four, nine, and one. Race five, this is the first of the Magic Millions Rising Stars for three-year-olds and four-year-olds. This is uh, run under class four conditions. This is for the fillies and mares. And um, uh, looks to be a little bit of a tail to the field, but a couple up the top are certainly racing well. And um, yeah, I guess uh, those couple up the top, Lady of Luxury, She Can Sing, are going to be probably dominating the market. But Daniel, how did you see it? Yep, with a couple at the top there, Joel, and I've got the one on top. She can sing. Been freshened up since the last start third at Doombin. Um, she's had the blinkers applied since in a trial at Ballina. Won that trial quite well there. And um, look, the wide draw, a little bit of a query, but the likely wet track on Saturday, hoping those barriers won't be too much of a factor as they would normally. Um, might be coming wide there, might be the best part of the track to come on. And yeah, I thought she can see probably the best horse in the race. Wins from seven starts. And as I mentioned, the link is going on. Um, looks to be a positive. So she's on top for me. The one, I've got the two in next, Lady of Luxury. Mare informed. She's won four races as preparation um, and has form on, has good form on <clears throat> and rain affected surfaces. Fall on a star in for third. She looks, she maps really well. She looks to be the only lead in this race for barrier two. She might take some catching if she can dictate out in front. And in for fourth, I've got the uh, <clears throat> 11 down the bottom, missing charge, three-year-old filly. One, two, six, and 11, my numbers. Yeah, Lady of Luxury on top for me. She relished getting back out to 1,200 metres last start. She was a strong winner. She's just got that little bit of a tricky gait. She had sort of all the favours in the running last time out and was exposed late and, and finished off too well. Uh, but I think she will be pretty hard to beat. She's very consistent, so she's not going to be too far away. Bit of a roughie here, number eight, Dubai Pride. She's on her two runs this time and you couldn't have her, but just going back to her older form, third to eloquently, second to undeniable. She's got a bit of wet form and just thought she might be ready to peak third up. This, um, you know, for this sort of race, she's had three goes second up and never run, never run a place. And I think the 900 meter first up was sort of more or less a barrier trial. So I'm just expecting some improvement from her five empowerment. I thought could run a cheeky race again from the Tracy Bartley stable, showed a bit of promise last time in in easier races, it must be said. But which she was okay in the Magic Millions race at Wyong, first up, Nashville Willa to ride and in for fourth number one she can sing who certainly looks one of the key players but i've got two on top from eight five and one race six on the card this is for the colts and geldings again same conditions 1300 
class four and certainly looks to be a fair bit more depth to this race, Daniel. It does. Um, I'm with the, <clears throat> I'm with the three on top. Good chat. Um, yeah, in a, in a very open race, um, back in trip, I think is a good thing for this horse. Just doesn't run out a, a strong 1400 meters. Um, and look, he ran quite well in the gateway over that trip last start, but, um, just sort of holding his ground at the end there. It was only three and a half lengths of Apache chase, but I think he's better. Which is meters. Um, second behind a smart Zerestro first up at Rose Hill over this trip. Um, can mix his form, but look, on his day is, is quite a good horse. And I think it's certainly a winning chance in this. If he can get some luck in running from the wide draw. So good chat on top for me. I thought Thunder Mania, the two, was well over the odds. Uh, the horse I've always had a bit of time for. Um, look, I think his form is preparation as well. On paper, doesn't read too flat shot, but I think it's better. Uh, he's going better than that sort of reads. He just was too wide last start. He's four wide the trip um, at Doombin in a, in a class three there and, and just didn't feature. So willing to forgive that run up to 1,300 metres here. Um, I'm going to give him another chance. I think well over the odds in this and certainly um, worth a small each way play. In for third, I got the five. Uh, Paladas, I think um, he, he was another who was sort of caught wide in that same race as Thundermania last start. It was a first up there. You can improve from that run. And looks sort of, um, I think, well-placed in this. And in for fourth, I got the Ritz. My number's three, two, five, one. Uh, six head legislator for me. I was keen on him last week in Sydney, but uh, they saved him for this. Thought he was pretty good at Wyong first up. He missed the start from gate one. Then had to make a pretty long run around them. And he sort of finished right on the place getter's heels there. Nashville Willer stays aboard here second up. He's been in the Quinella eight of 11. So he's very genuine. And I think he can go through the grades this time. And this looks a nice race for him. Uh, five, Paladas. Well-placed here, certainly under, you know, the handicap rating. He's well-placed at set weights. Good return from a tricky gate. He'll be fitter for that. And uh, certainly, you know, off of his best form last time, and he'll be hard to beat. In for third, I had number two, Thundermania. Agree with you. Just another tricky gate he's going to have to contend with. But he's talented, and he ran pretty good in this race last year behind Yowdash. Uh, obviously, as a three-year-old, a year later, um, should be a bit more mature, a bit stronger. Just needs a bit of luck. And in for fourth, number nine, Yardstick. He'll be fitter for that first up run at Gosford. Uh, drops five kilos and should get a pretty good run from that draw. But six on top for me from five, two and nine. And race seven is the feature. Uh, run at weight for age, underweight for age conditions for three and four-year-olds. It is the tab wave over 1,800 metres. And, well, it looks like Lord Ardmore is going to go here. He's still got no jockey in Sydney. Um, so I would be surprised if he doesn't run here. Uh, we've got Starrell trying to repeat the dose for Danny O'Brien and Craig Williams. They won their race last year with Parody. This mare, just identical form lines, albeit just one win. That's the knock with her. But she's been placed in all the same lead-up races through the spring as Parody was. Uh, Wheelhouse, Love Tap, both been competing in stronger races and a bit of an up-and-comer in Tamalade, and also Jennifer, last start winner. So there's a fair bit of depth here, Daniel, uh, but I think you're keen on uh, one of the Sydney visitors. I am. Wheelhouse does have to contend with that 
wide draw. But um, look, I think he's having a quite a good preparation. I thought he had the race one last starts. Um, Kerwin's Lane uh, was able to sort of uh, run on strongly along the inside there and, and get the job done and gone on with the job winning at winning on Boxing Day in that race uh, with sec- Wheel had a second and then going on to win on New Year's Day as well. So Frank, the form out of that race, I think Wheelhouse is, as I said, he's going well. He's got, he's run well on, uh, on wet tracks. He was second in the stakes race on a heavy eight early in the preparation. Um, 1,800 metres, I think, is a tick for him. And uh, just with a bit of luck from that wide draw, I think he's going to be hot quite hard to beat Wheelhouse. Um, certainly a very talented horse and hopefully can add another win to his uh, CV. He certainly deserves it. So the four on top for me, in for second, I have the 13 always on show, who I think is quite a talented mare on her day. She only had the 52 kilos last start and um, enjoyed a good run in transit, sort of just got robbed for room there at the top of the straight and at the shift course and, um, after that sort of held her ground, but fitter for that run stays at 1800 meters. And I think um, one who's over the odds in this star L the one you mentioned um, certainly going well as well. Obviously stakes placed without winning uh, for much of this preparation the form around her reads well. And um, like wheelhouse, she's just sort of stuck on that one win, but certainly better than that. Uh, so better than the one win would indicate and in for fourth, I have the three, Love Tap. Four, 13, nine, and three for me, Joel. Yeah, I'm with Nashua Willer again here. Three, Love Tap, I think. Yeah, it's a nice race for him. Uh, he was a little bit disappointing over the 1852 <laughs> runs back, but he had 61 and a half. Wasn't a bad field. They gave him a bit of a freshen. He was strong through the line at 1400 at Randwick last start. He can put himself in the race, which is always hel- uh, helpful around the Gold Coast, and Thought he would take plenty of beating. One Lord Ardmore in for second, racing really well and looks pretty well placed here. That uh, Huetta form will hold up pretty strongly here. Five Tamalade, certainly a horse on the way up, very consistent, will love the extra distance and can't leave Star L out. Uh, she's uh, pretty consistent and, as mentioned, um, following a tried and proven path for this race. But three on top for me from one, five and nine. Um, I will make my best head legislator, race six, number six, and I'll make my value at 650. Love that race seven, number three. Daniel, we've had your best. It is Hell I Am, race three, number eight. We haven't had your value. It comes up in the last. It does. Um, Cracker SG is the horse, and he's trained by Michael Costa, who has a, plenty of good chances on the program. A couple of even money um, hopes early in the day. Uh, he's got Sheik and Singh and the Ritz as well in races that we have previewed. And he's got Cracker SG in the last who um, presents here third up, previous third up winner. He wasn't far from Kubrick last start in stakes grade. That horse is in form. And um, considering he was in a stakes race last, in that stakes race last start, he's back into a benchmark 85 here and drops two and a half kilos. So um, ticks a few boxes here, Cracker SG, third up, drawn well, um, sort of settle. Just off the lead, if not lead, if not lead, doesn't seem to be a whole lot of speed in the race. Um, so he certainly be up there and give himself every chance. And looks hard to beat in the last um, cracker history race nine, number fifteen. All right, well that's all the action covered for the Gold Coast on Saturday. Close to home, we have a nine race program from 
Caulfield and a couple of monster-sized fields that certainly look hard to work out. I've gone early in the day for my specials and a couple of the smaller fields. Uh, my best is race three, number five, Ryo Yuki. Uh, she was uh, my lazy lobster a couple of weeks back, and it was a bit of a hard watch around the valley. Just had nothing bring her into the race, and John Allen was sort of content on just saving her for one run, and yeah, I'm sure he would have loved to have got going a bit sooner, had something pulled out in front of her, but um, left the run just a bit too late. She flew at the line and had the best late splits for the meeting, just missed round third. She drops three kilos here. I think 1,400 will suit. She went to 1,400 at Flemington and wasn't too bad. And, of course, that was the race Espiona just demolished her rivals and there was sort of a pack in behind and she was there. She was down near the inside. It probably wasn't the place to be, but I think she's a fairly going places and I think uh, all things equal, she gets a bit of luck. I think she'll be very hard to beat. And my value comes up in the second. Race two, number seven, Packers Bond who's coming along pretty well, this bloke, for Henry Dwyer. He's a son of Dundeal. He stepped up to 2000 and was dominant at Kilmore for Blake McDougall. Then at Mooney Valley the other day, he was just held up for a, a tad too long, so, you know, at a key stage around the turn. Dark and Sweet Junior and Laundy were able to pinch a bit of a break. He didn't make any inroads in the last 100 metres, but he was holding his ground well for third. We've seen Dark and Sweet Junior come out and win since. So the form's pretty good. I think he'll get 2380, you know, the 2400 metres, just the way he's going. He'll get a soft run. And Blake McDougall back aboard. I could have something each way on him in a tricky race. Daniel, what were your best for Caulfield? Um, I can't believe we're getting $4 about Marine One in race four. Uh, granted, uh, does have to, <clears throat> he does have to contend with a, a wide draw, but um, four emergencies, he should come in a little bit and maybe jump from 13 or 14. He's got a two kilos off for Josh Richards. It's a benchmark 70 this, and he's um, he won a benchmark 70 last start at Pakenham very, very easily. He could have done it by much more than the 1.75 lengths he uh, he won by. It's a soft win there. He's a very talented colt who wasn't disgraced at a Coolmore stud stakes in the spring. Um, just with a bit of luck from the draw, he'll need it, but yeah, talented colt, best horse in the race, I think, and really hard to beat um, if he gets the breaks. Race four and number five, Marine one, the best. The value comes up in the race before that. Sione, winning group at Philly, trained for, by Patrick Payne. Um, deserved made to win a two back at Kyneton. She had a f- couple of hard luck stories in her first preparation. Um, and then last start in the small field at Sandown, she, she just missed Can't Go Wong, who's a pretty smart horse. He gets every chance here. Um, is a pretty handy race. Obviously, um, I think it's in a field of eight, there's probably all eight of them you can give a chance to. But uh, I do look to look, like the look of Sione. She can um, get a chance to run on. She, she might take some holding out. Race three, number six. All right, moving to Sydney on Saturday where we race at Rose Hill. And uh, there was a stack of rain on Wednesday. I'm not sure how much they're copping today on Thursday. And... I think it's uh, supposed to dry out, but um, it's the rain they copped Wednesday saw the track downgraded to heavy. Um, yeah, sort of the form I've done is based on a you know, soft five, soft six at worst. So hopefully we're on an improving track. As mentioned earlier, there is a black type race. Is the Forex January Cup listed race over 2,000 metres. Uh, 14 to do battle. But as mentioned, um, Lord Ardmore with no jockey. You would think they're going to Brisbane. Chris Waller's got a stack of them here. 
Um, so it would make sense for him to send Lord Ardmore north. In any case, I am with one of Chris Waller's here, and it is, uh, I think, probably his roughest, number eight, Criminal Code, who is a pretty handy galloper. He was very competitive in some decent races across this distance range last time in. Just the three wins from 23. But um, that sees him sneak down in the weights here onto the minimum. Well, he ran last first up. There was a bit of specking for him. It wasn't really his race, 1600 with the big weight. Would have liked to have seen him, you know, maybe run past a couple, but the tempo really wasn't there to suit. So I'm being a bit forgiving. And as I said, back uh, up to this distance range on the minimum and $23, you know, it's a bit of a tricky race, but I think he's over the odds. Uh, five Crydera as well, another dual entry. Uh, not scratched from here or Caulfield yet. Caulfield you know, probably looks his race, so it'll be interesting to see what James Cummings does. But he's in for second here. Lord Ardmore's in for third. Uh, four order again's in for fourth. Now, he loves wet ground, and he was the unlucky runner in the Summer Cup. Just really couldn't build momentum at all. James McDonald rides. Uh, look, if I've got a couple of scratchings in my numbers, you can promote 11. Moober is, who can be ready to peak here. Fourth up, down in weight. And 13, Welsh legend. Rarely far away, just doesn't win often. But she's probably worth including in your trifectas. But as it stands, we've got 8, and 5, 10, and 4. Yeah, Crea Daris on top for me, who, <clears throat> yeah, the jewel. Rising to 2,000 metres for the first time <clears throat> last start, he was um, very good in the Summer Cup. But, uh, again, just gives himself a bit too much to do sometimes, but... Uh, I thought it was an encouraging performance uh, up to the 2,000 metres for the first time. He's on top if here. The two so you win. Um, he's good Good win too back over this trip um, at Doomben and then in the Summer Cup last start. Did enjoy a good run there and, and look, did have his chance, but just sort of found a few others better in the latter stages of the race. Very honest galloper um, and... His record over this trip is quite good. I thought Criminal Code as well was a good winning chance, Joel. Um, he's going to improve sharply into 2,000 metres. Second up, drops four kilos. His form last preparation, he won the one race last prep, but he was quite a consistent campaign. Um, he was second to Berdebeck in a Wild Cup. I thought that's good, good form for this. Um, and sort of thereabouts in those Group 3, some Group 3 listed sort of staying races. And in for fourth, I have the four order again, five, two, eight, four. All right, earlier in the day uh, for my best, um, I'm keen on race five, number eight, Kings there. I think it's a good setup for him. I think he's got a really good turn of foot, so I'd love the track to be drying out, but he has been pretty competitive on, on soft and heavy, so not too worried what it is, but as I said, probably prefer it to dry out. A newcomer to the Chris Waller yard. He's been tested over longer and raced well. I reckon these shorter distances kept on the fresh side is going to be his go. He was uh, good over the mile at Kembla, his first run for Chris Waller. He's given him seven weeks between runs, tick over trial in between. Got Tyler Schiller show, uh, on board, so he's going to get in with no weight. Um, and I just reckon fresh 1,400. Kings there, hard to beat. And what is a, a race where you probably couldn't put the pen through any of them? It's a pretty um, competitive race, but I am keen on Kings there. And for the value, well, this was backed as soon as markets went up, 18 to 480, race three, number nine, and we danced uh, this former Kiwi filly. She was in a couple of weeks ago and scratched. I think she's found a nice race here. 
Against the older mares with a bit of weight, she gets down on the minimum 53. She's trialled well. And I think if she's going to, you know, you, you, you sort of, it's far from D-Day. It's only a fourth start, first start in Australia. But I think if she's going to measure up to a good level, she's going to be going pretty close here, um, you know, against some off-season type. So, look, hopefully she pushes back out to the each-way odds and we can get some value about her. Uh, Daniel, what was your best for Rose Hill? Best comes up in race four, the top weight, Holy Rain. Thought it was over the odds here. Um, very good second up horse. Ran on strongly in the midway first up. Um, finished just over a length behind the informed queen, Bellissimo, the winner of that race. I think 1,400 metres. Uh, second up is a good setup for him, and he's got an informed Tommy Sherry on board from a good draw. So it ticks a lot of boxes, does Holy Rain. And uh, I think we'll be hard to beat. He's my best. Race four, number one. The value comes up in the highway. Uh, race one. Uh, with the the 18, Dear Rissima. Um, look, he... <clears throat> she, sorry, she, she was... Uh, race keenly last start in the highway. Didn't really finish the race off there. And there was only four lengths of the winner, sort of um, in a packed... Fit, in a packed... A bunch finish. The win at Wyong first start was why I'm quite keen on her here. She uh, went past them like she, they were standing still. It was a very, um, very, very good win to the eye. Down on the minimum 54 kilos here. Um, bit of speed on the big field. I think she can finish off and, and let down with that turn of foot she has shown in the past. Um, in that Wyong win, especially. I think she can finish over the top of these Diarisma at an each way price. Race one, number 18. All right, racing in South Australia on Saturday is at Gawler, uh, where we have nine races. Uh, the two-year-old race got one entry, I believe, and then got scrapped, but they did split the 1,500-metre maiden to give us our regular fare of nine. And, uh, Daniel, what have you come up with as your specials? Uh, yeah, the, I'm going to have not much value on the cards. I'm going to have two best bets, I guess. The, the best of those, but is the, the race four, number six, uh, Monte, Monte Pulciano, I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly, but he's a, quite a talented, all-too-hard gelding, uh, a progressive staying type who is going well without winning this preparation. Just missed the informed fighter with a big weight too. Back gave that horse two and a half kilos and ran on strongly um, to miss another informed one, Nietzsche Barnsan at Morpheville, rising to the 2,040 metres, rise up to 2,100 metres here. Fitter again. They got good form at the Gawler track. Is a win and a third from two starts. Um, I think he's going the right way this preparation and presents here rock hard fit. Um, so he's my best race four number six. The next best comes up in race seven. The stable mate Spark up um, got the it was a nice win first up at, at Morpherville. I always had plenty of time for him. I made him my best bet in a couple of occasions last preparation and he could only manage sort of minor placings. Um, whilst I thought he'd run well first up, I didn't think he'd sort of produce that finish. The finish he did to run over the top of them was an outstanding return. And um, I think if he can hold that form confident, he can take some holding out again. So they're my two best on the card at Gawler. Race four, number six, and race seven, number four. Over in the West, we are at Ascot once again. We have no black type action. But um, hopefully our man in the West, BJ Ryan, can steer us into some winners. Uh, his best for the day comes up early. Race two, number one, blazing away. 
third up from a spell, improved second up just to find one better. And uh, from the Dave Harrison yard, certainly looks hard to beat. Uh, in terms of a value bet, race seven, number six, Concord Zone is uh, where BJ has landed. Pretty consistent. This Galloper top four in four of the last five runs gets a good gate. It's the apprentice claim down to 53 kilos and pretty open race here. Uh, bet six dollars the field, but uh, he looks a good try each way. Race seven, number six. Over across the Tasman in New Zealand, there are two meetings. Uh, the first of those on the North Island is at Awapuni, and my best bet is race eight, number six, Ben Tager. Uh, this horse won really well three runs back. Wasn't too bad, too back. And then last time out, tackled the uh, Dunstan Stayers Championship final. Always a strong uh, race on Boxing Day at Ellerslie. And he just had no luck. Three wide, no cover the trip. He loomed, hit the front at the 300, but uh, he was out of carrots. By that stage, and um, look, I think if he gets a bit more luck in running, he's got the outside gate of 11, so hopefully they can just uh, you know, make their mind up, go forward or go back, but he's got a good jockey on in Kozi Asano, and I think he can bounce back to winning form. My value bet, I'm going to give this bloke one more chance, because I've been tipping him, Carlingford Bay, race six, number eight. He just hasn't really had things go right. He's had race abandonments, and he's had to run over shorter distances a week later. Last time out, He's got a duck egg next to his name. He didn't really run on, but nothing did. It was a real on-pace dominated affair. His last 200 was actually the second best of the race. So even though he's finished, uh, I think he finished 10th of 13 or 14, actually wasn't too bad a run. He's drawn barrier three. Lisa all press, aggressive and very talented rider. I think she can put him into the race and he gets his chance to win here. Uh, in terms of the other meeting is down on the South Island at Kumara. My best bet here, well... Um, listeners may remember him, Sacred Elixir. He ran second in the Victoria Derby many years ago uh, behind the Anthony Cummings-trained winner, uh, whose name escapes my memory. But this bloke uh, was very promising. I think he won the Vars leading into that derby. He then went to Hong Kong, didn't settle in. He had four years off, so obviously injury plagued, but put back into work this time last year, and he was going super. Had three runs, ran second in a group three, Obviously, issues again, because he's changed stables, hasn't raced for 12 months. He did race on Wednesday, first up, and just no luck. Went back to last on the fence, held up most of the way. I think it was a good blowout for this. He's got a big weight, but if he's anywhere near right, he should be winning. And my value bet is in the last race 10. Number 11, Vulture Street. Limited sort of horse, but it's that sort of race. First run from the North Island was pretty promising, uh, got back, came wide and, and hit the line pretty well for the informed Kylie Williams. I thought uh, Vulture Street was worth a little look each way. Well, that just about takes us out for another podcast. But before we go, we need to crack on with our Lazy Lobsters. Well, Daniel, Lazy Lobsters were shining brightly last week because you were able to get your Be Tempted home in Adelaide at uh, Pretty good price at $3.80, um, considering she did look the one to beat. And uh, I did continue my good form backing up from Kerwin's Lane with uh, John O'Shea again. I am lethal, who produced a very good turn of foot to put that field away. Um, so this week, Daniel, trying to go back to back, what are you uh, plonking your 20 on? Yeah, great tipping from you. One, not just one, it won very easily. So I'm happy I took the double collect. Um, 
I'm going to go to Brisbane for mine. I'm going to go with John the John O'Shea Galloper, which is uh, <clears throat> Hell I Am in race three at the Gold Coast. Tempted to throw Sir Rocket in there for a bit of a for a multi, but no, I'm just going to play it simple. Race three. Uh, race three, number eight in the Gold Coast. Hell, I am my twenty, Joel. Yeah, playing it simple. That's what I'm going to do too. Because I've had, a, as you said, a couple of good weeks. I'm going to come back a notch here and just find a winner. No spoil with the odds, but we're going to go Cranbourne Friday night, uh, race eight. Um, just trying to find the number. Race eight at Cranbourne Friday night, number five. Tsunami Sam. This is a New Zealand horse now with Ben and JD Hayes. His trial win was one of the best you'll ever see before leading into his debut. Actually paid four or five dollars at his first start. It was um, quite unbelievable. And it's turned out to be a a cracking form race. He beat Dream Queen there, who, of course, came across and joined the Hay Stable and won a race, uh, I think it might have been Cox Plate Day. So, and there was plenty of other winners behind him. He's obviously changed hands. Uh, jump out winner at Flemington recently. 390 into 250 already. So if you can snap up the 250, that might be a nice little bank builder for Saturday. Well, there you are, listeners. Uh, another podcast done and dusted as we look forward to Magic Millions weekend, uh, day one of the two-day carnival. Hopefully, we've found all the winners. Get out there and buy your winning post. We've got all the form Friday through to Monday. Good luck and We will be back next week with another preview podcast.